the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. It's good to know that as a child of God, you are in Him. You're not holding on to Him. You're in Him. And we do talk about, Scripture talks about Him holding on to us. But in reality, you're in union with Him. So it's not a matter of Him holding you out like this and holding on to your collar like maybe your mother did when you went out in a crowded area. But it's actually you being united with Him in such a way that you wouldn't even be around, you wouldn't exist unless you were with God. You are now a with God being. There's no separation there. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because nothing changes about who we are and what we are when we fail, when we make mistakes, when we find ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. Nothing changes. But what does happen is that we lose track of who we are, that we become blinded. Now, God tends to think that being united in one with Him is the greatest reward He could possibly offer us. He tends to believe that the greatest blessing that He could give us, I mean, even if, even if you could get heaven apart from Him, it wouldn't be heaven. If you could get all of the riches of man, it wouldn't be enough. And you know, you see that example with, with Jesus at the temptation. You know, the enemy comes and offers him all the kingdoms. Offers him all of the thrones, all of the wealth and the riches of this world. Because he is the prince of this world. He could offer it all. It wasn't enough. It wasn't any kind of deal at all. You don't see Jesus pondering it. He doesn't say, let me pray on that. The only reason that we so readily let go of that truth about who we are, so easily discarded, is because for us at this time, in this place, that truth is only held on to by faith. And faith is where the battle is. Faith is the constant challenge of our belief system, isn't it? Today we're going to be looking at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 10. Last week we did 1 and 2. 
And Paul is addressing some of the issues in the Ephesian church. But I want you to understand that the number one issue of the Ephesian church is carnality. And as we have studied this, we recognize that there's really only two ways to live, right? According to the Spirit or according to the flesh. Actually, it's by the Spirit, which is your life, or according to the flesh, which is actually living a Halloween existence, a costumed existence, believing yourself to be something you're not, right? So those are really the only two choices. There is no middle ground. You're not in the middle, kind of jumping in and out from one side to the other. You get that impression, but that's not the truth of it. The truth of it is that you are in the Spirit, in union with God. You choose to step into that falsity, into that realm of the flesh, but you do not change who you are. You can't. So living according to the flesh is you play-acting. It's you buying into the lie of the enemy. And the enemy has a, has a real interest in getting you to do that because every temptation known to man is seated where? In the flesh. And if you believe that you are flesh, you will take on every appetite, every desire, every weakness of the flesh, and therefore you are open and available to every temptation. Oh, you can say, no, I'd never do that. But if you're walking according to the flesh, you will. There is absolutely no limitation as to what you will do. The issues that Paul is addressing in the carnality of the Ephesian church are symptoms. And I've heard him preach like they're the problem. No, they're not the problem. They're symptoms. They're people who are choosing to live out of their flesh. Therefore, they are in this issue. They are living this way. Now, one of the things that we can see about this is that the people of God, and I keep bringing this up because there's a misconception about this, the people of God are not deceived, they choose deception. The people of God are not deceived and tricked into carnality. It's not like how you trap a a wild animal and you dig a pit and cover it up so they step off into it and then they're trapped. That is not how you get into carnality. You choose it. And they chose it. Now it's important to keep that in mind. Otherwise, you get the idea that they just kind of wandered into it. And oh, they're so sorry. It was a mistake. We didn't know. These false teachers came in. They started selling all this stuff. We thought for sure they were from God. And you hear that at churches today where... You know, a pastor and and a bunch of the people might have gone off one direction. You know, we had no idea. We were just listening to him because he's such a good speaker. Listen, you choose carnality. You choose sin. Otherwise, God couldn't hold you responsible for it, could he? No, he couldn't. Paul had warned them. He told the Ephesian church, he said, look, guys, this is going to happen. In Acts 20, verses 28 through 30, he says to them, Take care and be on guard for yourselves. What? 
Be on guard for yourselves. That's what he says. And for the whole flock over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers, to shepherd, tend, feed, guide the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I am gone, false teachers like ferocious wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Even from among your own selves, men will arise, speaking perverse and distorted things to draw away the disciples after themselves as their followers. Now, the question I would ask you is, why in the world would Paul go to the trouble of warning them if they were unable to resist these guys? What would be the point? Why would Paul warn them if they were going to fall and, and, and stumble because these guys were just so good? They wouldn't have a choice. Why would he bother to warn them? He warned them because they would have a choice. Remember, Paul has been teaching them for three years. He's been bringing the truth before them. It's not like they've never heard it. Now, the truth of the matter is that these false teachers did not create carnality. They affirmed it. They affirmed it. Each individual had to choose. And the choice was not a matter of intellectual reasoning, but a matter of desire. It's a choice that we make daily. Am I going to walk according to the flesh or by the Spirit? Are you going to believe the work of God and conform your soul to spiritual truth? Or are you going to believe the enemies of truth and live according to the things described in 1 John 2.16? And I read that for you last week, and you can read it for yourself. 1 John 2.16 says, For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual cravings of the flesh, and the lust and longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources, or in the stability of earthy things. These don't come from the Father. They do not come from the Father, but are from the world. And what are you of? You're not of the world, are you? No, you're not. Being deceived begins with that choice that is as subtle as, am I going to put myself over others in argument? Am I going to be angry or bitter over perceived wrong? Am I going to make a judgment or be critical of another? Or am I going to be obedient to, to the truth and, and to pursuing truth? Simple little choices that we make through the day. That's where the paradigm shifts. Listen, it's a subtle shift from living from the truth by faith to living from the flesh. And when we live to the flesh, we're not in danger of being deceived. We are deceived. Understand that. We are deceived when we live according to the flesh. Now these Ephesian believers and their leaders were choosing to hear the twisted man-centered teaching of these false teachers because of their choice to live according to the flesh, to feed the appetites of the flesh. So how do we avoid that trap? How do we avoid it? Galatians 5.16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit. Yes, I know you've heard me speak about this before, and you're probably going to hear it many times again. 
And the reason is, it's the difference between knowing and expanding in an intimate relationship with God and the difference between knowing him more intimately and becoming more and more carnal. What are you becoming more familiar with? What is the desire of your heart? You know, the Bible speaks about the desires of our heart. And he says he will give you the desire of your heart. Do you know that's not limited to him? If the desire of your heart is to live for this world, he'll let you have it. Go. Live to the world. If the desire of your heart is to live in duality, to live some for God and some for the world, go ahead. Divide yourself down the middle. Create that strife and that war within your soul. God will allow it. Has he ever come down between you and the sin you are about to commit and stop and say, no, 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 Ronnie, you're not going to do that. That's just not going to happen. I'm not going to let you do that. Has he ever done that? He will let you go forward in what you choose. But what you choose will reveal itself as to whether or not it suits you, doesn't it? Every time. And does sin ever suit us? No. It certainly doesn't. So Paul's going to give us some insight as into these false teachers and the corruption they sowed in the Ephesian church. However, it's important to remember that a Christian must choose to be deceived. And it begins with a simple choice. So let's look at our text. I'm going to be reading from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 10. If y'all will stand for the reading of his word. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 10. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and with the doctrine and teaching which is in agreement with godliness, personal integrity, upright behavior, he is conceited. And woefully ignorant, understanding nothing. He has a morbid interest in controversial questions and disputes about words which produce envy, quarrels, verbal abuse, evil suppositions, and perpetual friction between men who are corrupted in mind and deprived of the truth, who think that godliness is a source of profit, a lucrative, money-making business withdrawal from them. But godliness actually is a source of great gain when accompanied by contentment. That contentment which comes from a sense of inner confidence based on the sufficiency of God. For we have, been br- we have brought nothing into the world, so it is clear that we cannot take anything out of it either. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who are not financially ethical and crave to get rich with a compulsion, greedy longing for wealth, fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction, leading to personal misery. For the love of money that is the greedy desire for it and the willingness to gain it unethically is a root of all sorts of evil. And some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith, have pierced themselves through and through with many sorrows. Amen.
Paul is, again, he's writing about these false teachers that were teaching heretical lies mixed with Scripture to make it a little more palatable, kind of like the way mother puts peaches to the front and green beans to the back on the spoon. That's the way they were doing it, right? And it's interesting that he's not really specific about who's doing the teaching or who is teaching this. And I believe that it was because in that day and age, people made a living by traveling from place to place, speaking on one topic or another. Some spoke on religious things, some spoke on philosophical things, and they actually gathered a following, kind of like a, a you know, a, a road show. And, and they expected to be supported in this trade. And then we have the false teachers. And they went from place to place, sowing corruption, trying to gather a following. Now, Paul begins with the word if in verse 3. If in the Greek really assures a reality. This verse could begin with since, since this is happening. And it was happening. The emissaries of Satan were teaching among them. Paul is is telling them, it doesn't matter who it is, if they're teaching a different doctrine, and it doesn't agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with the doctrine of teaching, which is in agreement with godliness, personal integrity, and upright behavior, then it's false. It's wrong. You know, the thing is, that these guys would come in, and they... They are teachers that have rejected the faith, and they are empowered by, and it says this, seductive spirits, and they are teaching the doctrine of demons. They were satanically empowered. They came and they showed up with with eloquence and a broad smile. They were warm and fuzzy, friendly people. They were intelligent and articulate, and they were a pleasure to listen to because they would tickle your ears with something pleasing, 2 Timothy 4.3. That is what they got involved with. But listen, it wasn't the smoothness of their delivery. It wasn't the, the broadness of their smile. It wasn't how they were dressed. It wasn't their eloquence. It was the heart of the people to be deceived because they had embraced living by the flesh rather than living, or living according to the flesh rather than living by the Spirit. And when you enter into that, the enemy knows you're prime for picking. And you know, he might not even bother with you if you're one of these godless people that never darken a church house door and don't have hardly any relationship with the Lord because you're pretty much sold goods anyway. But he will sure visit himself among the people of God who are in a church. He'll sure come in the middle of that. So, Paul is telling them it doesn't matter who's doing the teaching. The other reason I believe that he's saying this is because, remember, that there was carnality among the leadership of the church. So, some of those people, and we saw that in the verse we read earlier, some of those people were well known. They had friends and family in the congregation. They were well known and they were liked. And it says, in that scripture that I read at the beginning, it says that they were among them. 
leading them to follow them, trying to get a following. So, now the question is, again, now why would he write Timothy this letter? Why would he say to the, tell Timothy what to be looking for if they were unable to discern truth from a lie? Why would he tell Timothy this if Timothy could be so easily deceived? Why would he tell the hearers of this letter this if they could be so easily deceived? I will tell you why. Because they could not be easily deceived. They had to choose to be deceived. They knew the difference. In John sixteen thirty three, Jesus said to the disciples, he said, But when he, speaking of the Spirit of truth, when he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. Now, what, it, what Jesus is saying is, I'm not going to be with you. I'm not going to be in front of you. But my spirit is going to be in you, and all truth will be disclosed unto you. I'll reveal it. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you have the spirit of God? Absolutely, you have the spirit of God. So, do you think that the spirit of God is going to be quiet when you choose against truth, when, you, when you're offered a temptation to, to choose against truth, you think he's going to be quiet? I mean, he's not in there going, mm, maybe I ought to say something, I don't know. That's not happening. You know. Somebody who's real offensive about the position of being wrong, usually, knows they're wrong. You, you know, you got people you approach about an issue and you see this in counseling and all of a sudden they get real vehement and, and emotional and all of that. Well, you already know right up front that they know they're wrong. If they didn't know they were wrong, they would be going, wait a minute, I don't think I've heard this. Is, is that right? You know, I was watching one of those nature programs sometime back. And uh, they were talking about this particular type of baboon, and I'm not comparing y'all to baboon. They were talking about this particular type of baboon that lives out there on the plain, right? And whenever a predator would come near, what they would do is they would start screaming and throwing dust up in the air, create this huge cloud. And I thought, man, that's just like us, isn't it? You know, just start screaming and throwing stuff up in the air. Why? Because they knew they were being threatened. And people that are wrong will immediately know when you're threatening their position. So I guess I'm calling them baboons, right? So when Jesus is the source of the teaching, the word will be truth. And that truth, you know it, you've experienced, is affirmed in our souls. It's affirmed in the center of us. How many times have you read something or heard something and at the center of you there's, there's like this, this agreement that you can't articulate? You know it's true. You're moved. You know, I have listened to people preach the truth and they'll say something and it'll just go straight to the center of me. And, you know, I'm not an emotional guy, but it'll bring a tear. It'll bring a reaction. And you know, one of the things I think is, is going on is that 
We get so clouded because of the flesh we wear and the, the, the temporal world we live in that when God reaches out and tra- touches the truth of us, it's like we just kind of get startled and awakened back. It's like we go, yes, that's true. That's real. That's right. It's the truth that sets us free, isn't it? Any other adaptation will chain us to the flesh and its weakness. Anything that's taught that will chain you to the flesh and its weakness, man-centered doctrine is a lie. At least your perception at that point of it is a lie. Even a subtle shift in the teaching of the Scripture to a man-centered emphasis brings bondage. All of us have experienced that, haven't we? If we're allowing ourselves to be nurtured in truth, if we're living in obedience by the Spirit, then we will not be vulnerable to this kind of deception. We will immediately discern when we are being invited to live according to the flesh because the Spirit of God will make it plain. We will grow in the revelation of the Spirit. But if we choose to live in carnality, we will be deceived in our vision of truth and life will be limited to the flesh and satanically inspired insights. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.